That Don't Sound Right is a podcast about talking, talking the way we did before the internet, when you could not prove anyone right or wrong. All the expertise was contained in the people involved with the conversation. I'm Peter. I'm Cecil. And I hope you enjoy our conversations. And as you listen, if you find yourself silently saying, that don't sound right, send us a comment. You're one of us. Christy, welcome to the show. You're here. Thank you. Did you say here, here? Here, here. <laughs> Did you panic on air? No, uh, here, here, like here, here. Here, here. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of That Don't Sound Right, a podcast about talking. We're your co-hosts. I'm Peter Billman. And I'm Cecil Davis. And we're just trying to have... A conversation without Googling or fact-checking, those things can so easily kill the conversation. Again, here we are. It's week two, and I don't have an example of a conversation being killed, but that's just what we're trying to keep from doing, is having people kill the conversation by whipping out the the old Google cell phone and, uh, and looking up whatever you're talking about. Now, I will say the conversation has kept going. And that's why we're going to do a mailbag episode, because the conversation kept flying at us via email. It was great. Right. We have the official mailbag now that David sent to us, an official U.S. mailbag. Well, that, let's, uh, uh, let's pull I, it out. Let's get some mail out of here. But uh, I think we're going to need some help. Okay. And so why don't we have Christy Davis join us once again. Christy, welcome to the show. You're here. Thank you. Did you say here, here? Here, here. <laughs> Did you panic on air? No, uh, here, here, like here, here. Here, here. <laughs> so you're here to respond to the very specific episode. Yeah, and so instead one. of singing, sending us in mail, we're just going to have you here personally okay. to talk about the episode. So this is episode... I do, but I want to hear what the, the mail... I want to respond to the mail as well. We can do that. Okay, we'll do that first. I'll, I'll do some, We'll do some mail. So this is episode... This comes from episode 120. Uh, the episode's called New Scott. That's when Scott Spickard called in. And he actually called in some, uh, some three different topics we talked about. But one of the topics was, you will have a better sleep if you sleep with your socks on. Much debate. Much debate about that. You've got some good letters on that. Why don't you start off with the letters, and then Christy can can build off of the letters that we had. Because I was driving to Charlotte when I was listening to this, and I had so much to say. I think I was trying to voice text. I was like, Siri, voice text Peter and Cecil at the same time. Are y'all kidding me? Are you kidding me about these? You know, and then because Cecil made some kind of comment about what is it? You said something about. I said that you would sleep better if you didn't sleep in socks. Yes, you said that. I said, are you you trying to provoke me? He's trying to provoke me. That was very It worked. It worked. Uh, From Sean in uh, Georgia, uh, my wife's bedtime sock escapades are reaching legendary status. Days later, I discover mismatched sock pairs scattered like hidden treasures in our bedlands. Any advice on solving this sock puzzle? Maybe you can speak to this, Christy. You uh, sleep with your socks on? I do, but I wonder if she is such a deep sleeper that she kicks them off in her sleep. And I will not reveal my age, but as (laughs) I have gotten a bit older, I wake up a little bit more during the night and I consciously take my socks off when I need to take them off. And I carefully lay them on the floor for the next night. 
So you so you do take them off in the middle. I do. I do take them off. I do take them off, and I have special sleeping socks. You have to have special sleeping socks, like fuzzy socks. So I did an experiment. Mm-hmm. I was inspired by the 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 strong reactions to socks in the bed. I decided to do it. I decided to wear socks. Now I chose a, uh, a merino wool sock. And you didn't sleep light, the medium weight. Mm. Now Are I they tight. No, they're not tight. They're okay. just they're you know they're they're yeah they're not tight. They're snug. They're not loose because I'm afraid they're going to slide off. And did you off. wear them on a cold night? Yeah. In fact, you know I have to I have to sleep. It needs to be cold for me to sleep. Mm-hmm. So I will kick off all. I will move all the covers off of me except mm-hmm. for a sheet. Mm. So I just sleep underneath a sheet. In shorts and a t-shirt, underneath the sheet, we got the house cranked down to 67 degrees. Maybe that's not cold, but it's, it, gets, it gets chilly. Because any warmer, I'm waking up in the middle of the night. Now, I will say I did this for, I did this three different nights. And I had the same, the same um, experience. While when I slept, I slept deep. I do remember having some intense dreams <laughs> about being trapped. But, no, <laughs> that's right. By being having my feet caught in the mud. No, I do, I do remember sleeping deep, but I woke up at least twice all the t- all those nights. The and then I immediately took the not immediately. Then I tried paying attention, sleeping with the socks off, and I slept through the night. So while I slept deep, I can confirm I slept deep. I still, for some reason, I woke up. I have a theory why it works for people, though. Why? I have a theory. Why? Okay. Are you sensitive to cold, Christy? Yes. Okay. Uh, my theory is that where your foot is sleeping in the bed, let me ask you another question. Do you move around a little in the bed? Or do you kind of, are you solid as a rock? I don't think I'm solid you, as a rock. You don't thrash there. Okay, but you I, change. Sl- I do not have restless legs like certain people have restless legs. But you legs. switch positions throughout yes. the night. Okay. So my theory is, my theory is without socks, your foot is in a certain place in the bed. And you've warmed that certain place in the bed to 98.7 degrees. <laughs> <laughs> this this do not sound right. I but the, surround, the sounding, no, the surrounding no. area is going to be at least 70 degrees based on the outside temperature, right? Yeah. If not 67, <laughs> what do you turn your house down to? 65. 60, that's cold. So the rest of the place around your foot is 65 degrees. Now you take your bare foot and you slide it from a surface that's 98.7 degrees to 65 degrees, that's going to be shocking to you and that's going to wake you up. But if you put a but you put a pair of socks on, you normalize that. Your foot is rarely ever touching a really cold surface. It can move, it can slide back and forth. It's not going to be bothered. But you woke up with the socks on. What's that? Right? You I, I can't explain why I did it. I'm saying why it works for Christy. I don't doubt, I, but I don't doubt it works for you. Your own proof of that's your my, own experience. That's my theory. Well, I, I believe that that's why it works for you. I, all I know is that if I go to bed, even in, the, even in the summertime, because the vent is right behind our bed, and if it's blowing super cold air over the bed and it feels cold, I have to have my feet warm or I cannot fall asleep. There you go. I have laid, 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 mm-hmm. laid, laid in the bed. Mm-hmm. That didn't sound right. Laying. That's definitely not <laughs> I've been right. laying that in the don't, bed. That don't sound right. 
and have gotten up to get, you can attest to that. Gotten, I've gotten up. Gotten up to get socks to put them on my feet. Okay. I have socks in my nightstand drawer. You got backup socks. I have socks in case I were to go to bed and I never forget to put socks on. But if I needed a change of socks, there, mm-hmm. there's uh, there's different socks. Were there any other sock litter? You're not alone though, Christy. You're not alone, right? So Sean's wife wears socks. So our international brand ambassador, yeah. our very own Brent Farmer, Brent. he writes, just finishing listening to the episode while in bed wearing socks. Mm-hmm. I do like to wear socks in bed during the colder months. I have worn socks during warmer months, but that was because I had really rough heels and had to actually worn some holes in the sheets because of them. So we have some other we have some other, other ideas reasons. to fix that problem. Yes, but Brent, I'm going to give you some socks. Brent, Brent, Brent wears some socks. socks. You, Brent yeah. wears some socks for you. All right, what else you got in the mailbag? Uh, well, I like this one. Uh, a, a guy from my uh, hometown in Annapolis, uh, Peter. He's, his name is also Ned. Peter also writes, um, uh, he can't stand socks in bed. Way too hot, in fact, would lead to less restful sleep. Uh, but he also says, uh, we, I forgot to mention that in Annapolis, this is, all, this is in the last, I think, 20 years, they have a sock burning, an annual sock burning, and it's to commemorate the, the sailors coming off the, off the sea, and their socks are just not worth keeping. And they would always have a big sock burning to welcome all the all the sailors back. Wow. Yes. But that's what I would do if, you had, to wear if I had to wear them at night. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Scott also uh, had some responses to his um, comments from Samuel. Do you have Samuel's letter? Oh yeah. So okay, right. So here's here's uh, Samuel's. This is. Uh, Scott's so Samuel and yeah. Phil are yeah. pro sock They're wearers, pro-sock. and Scott is not. Okay, right. This, and Sarah is not. I just want to say that this is one of the best wow, letters. That's a long this letter. is one of the best letters we have received, and I asked for the honor of reading this. Go for wow. it! Wow, hey so, Samuel, <laughs> Peter, and Cecil. In a recent episode of That Don't Sound Right, a good friend of mine. Scott Spicker decided to use his moment of fame to slander <laughs> my friend and I. It's a good name. My friends Phil and Samuel are really funny people, he kindly began. And I don't think I can explain their behavior with any science. Good gracious, the gall of this man. Jokes aside, my name is Samuel Littower. Littower. And I am a new fan of the show. Love the premise. Y'all, I went to Appalachian State with Scott, and I'm good friends with Sophie. That's my daughter, Sophie Davis. Glad to be newly acquainted and a friend of the podcast. To be completely honest, I'm not married to wearing socks in bed. The only sock habit I swear by is the idea of sacred socks. Peter, I heard you and I are both fellow outdoorsmen. I, I got left out of the outdoorsman somehow. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, man. You're an outdoorsman, too. <laughs> so you may appreciate this sock hack. On a long backpacking trip, I keep my best pair of wool socks tucked away in the bottom of my sleeping bag until my final day of the trek. While, while packing up camp for the last time before hiking home, I'll put on those clean and pristine socks that I've been preheating for several days and hit the trail. The feeling is truly divine. This habit is sacred. One last thing. There's something that's been irking me. I've heard for the longest time that we don't know more about that we know more about outer space than we do the ocean. For the love of all things holy, that don't sound right. A truly preposterous statement. 
I could go on mm. and all on and on all day about how ridiculous that idea is. But for starters, space is ever expanding while the ocean, with the exception of sea level rise, is not. Mm. Also, we can go to the ocean, but a voyage to anything worthwhile in outer space would last thousands of years beyond our lifespan. Well, I have lots of feelings about this. I can say that don't sound right. On the mere premise that the ocean is mostly complete and accessible data set while the space continues to expand and it's mostly inaccessible. <laughs> I think that is an episode, Peter. I, I was thinking the Maybe same Samuel thing. Maybe Samuel will call in. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. We need to talk about that. He's especially passionate. how Yeah, especially how gravity all plays into that. Oh, yeah. We hadn't done the gravity episode. <laughs> Yeah. Hope to stay in touch, Peter and Cecil. Thanks for making all of your listeners feel like one of us. That thank you for that, that's Samuel. Pretty because cool. that's uh, that's our whole intent is to make you feel like you're part of the club. Aww. I think I think Brent said to make you feel cool, like smoking, <laughs> like smoking in high school, <laughs> like smoking in high school. <laughs> also, I will say that I started reading the book that Scott um, recommended uh, in that same episode yeah, called right. "While We Swim." I um I've only a few pages into it. Uh, it's very interesting. There's some there's some things that um I'll, I'll withhold I'll withhold we'll comment. Are we gonna maybe we'll do a bonus a, a episode, book club, a book club, a book club episode, episode, right? Yeah. Everybody be, bring your favorite. Maybe not your favorite. Maybe the one you just recently tried mm. to read through. Right. Mm-hmm. So I've read I've read through the first couple of chapters. Well, you're just about done. You're, that's your typical uh, <laughs> reading. Any kind. I read of the title and the <laughs> book jacket. A couple paragraphs were done. Mm. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I now know enough to do a podcast. Let's do it. I mean, that's how we got started. Uh, speaking of that, I've started listening to podcast, How to Improve Your Podcast podcasts. Yeah. Like you do. And I've listened to some really bad How to Improve Your Podcast podcasts. Really? Yes. Some terrible ones. Well, like, what, were, what were bad about them? One of them, the guy was pushing an agenda that he had on about a particular topic. And so he would intersperse this pushing of this topic with little podcast hints and pearls so he had like this pseudo shoe and then he would spend most of his time saying oh yeah but in the meantime let me tell you about this how long was this episode episodes were about 10 minutes is that all okay and the but the pitch for this other thing was like 10 or 15 minutes yeah yeah all right get back to the mailbag mailbag hey let's talk about episode 121 cold showers so chris which is friend of yours from Alabama? Yes, he is my uh, double E friend. He's an electrical engineer. I'm going to excuse myself because I have no comment on cold showers except uh, you should not get a cold shower. There it is. There Thank it you is. for joining us. Thank you. In the studio, Camel City Studios tonight. Uh, no, that's my buddy from down in Alabama who I was hoping would weigh in and support me on the uh, whole wild boar. When we get to when we get to the feral pig episode, yeah, I think, feral pig. I think you'll have someone in your corner. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so he does. He does mention socks. No. No. At home in bed. Yes. Clean, dry socks on camping trips below forty degrees overnight. So he does have. Um, he does have some requirements. But then here we go. Cold showers. The cold shower haircut growth comment almost caused a medical emergency at work. <laughs> <laughs> And he also writes, cold showers, no. Cooler showers in the summer, but not cold. More room temperature instead of 100 plus degrees. Well, now, my buddy Chris, he uh, ha- he is one of the few people that know me when I had hair on my top of my head. And so, like, you know, Did y'all people- go to school together? Mm-hmm, we went to high school, well, high school together. Oh, okay, all right. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, I've known him since high school. 
The uh, yeah. So most people here in Winston Salem have never seen me with hair. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So that's particularly funny to him. <laughs> yeah. There was this point in time where I tried to preserve <laughs> preserve what I had. Now I never used drugs. No. Like Rogaine or anything like no, that, but I did try. <laughs> I did switch over to cold showers. Have you thought about? The, I mean, you're a pharmacist. Have you thought looked into these compounds and tried to? No, no. I, once it started going, I just shaved my head. All right. Yeah, I didn't try that. Other than take cold showers, I didn't try to hang on to it. Uh, he's also talking about. Uh, so again, my my uh, my friend Peter Stone from. Mm-hmm. Uh, Annapolis, he would say about ice cold showers, couldn't agree more with you all. Nice and warm is the way to go. I did spend a year in Finland, though, during college, and there's something to be said for sitting a hot sauna and then jumping in through a hole in the ice. Very refreshing. I've seen I've seen people do this. I don't. So Sean, Sean from Georgia, he writes about this. He goes, I might not be a pro, but my plunge into voluntary cold water immersion is worth discussing. I've done some pretty extensive study and beyond the usual perks like immune boosts and stress reduction, I've got insights on the lesser known benefits like activating brown fat cells. Trust me, it's not just a chill, it's an experience. Wow. Right. So he's a strong support. Yeah, strong support, little research in there for it for to support it. Hey, and while you're looking in the mailbag, uh, Lisa, our listener in the mountains, she always calls. She uh, I either either call or text about each week's episode, so she always has good comments uh, following up on the uh, on our episodes each uh, each Monday. Your uh, your cousin David Wright writes uh, in the haberdasher. After listening to New Scott give his take on cold showers, I think that he definitely needs to come along to the Country Mile this year. That's coming up. I would suggest that he needs to get comfortable being uncomfortable. But after hearing what he does for a living, it sounds like misery is his business. If he can tolerate a (laughs) soccer game, I'm not sure there's any level of miserable that's not beyond his capacity. (laughs) Obviously, uh, Dan's not a soccer fan. He's got some strong opinions about soccer, clearly. But, hey, if you don't have anything to do on the weekend of the Country Mile, come out to the Country Mile. As always, the show is never not funny, but I can't stop laughing about the Angels and Shepherds episode. (laughs) And that is episode number 118. Where Caboosel, that's Cecil's nickname, where Cecil sends the apprentice shepherd to find the sheep stretcher. <laughs> uh, one, more, one more side note about the showers, the episode 121 about cold showers. Okay. So listener number one writes in. Oh, really? He wrote in. What's he got? He says, this morning while taking a warm shower, I had a revelation. <laughs> Back in the early days of TDSR, there was an episode about Cecil's door shower shattering. Yes. If memory serves, one theory was that it was caused by the temperature change from a heat vent or some such nonsense. Is this the same shower door that experienced hundreds or perhaps thousands of Cecil's showers that began hot and cold? (laughs) If so, I theorize that the practice of hot to cold showers is the real culprit in shattering shower doors. The repeated stresses of this temperature change exacerbates the slightest imperfections until one day the darn thing just implodes. It seems like you guys were a bit harsh on Big Shower Door in that episode, but I think this new information places the blame squarely on Cecil. I'm not saying Cecil shouldn't shower as he chooses, just that he needs to recognize there are consequences for his actions. Well, I now have a curtain. I'm never putting glass up again. And you're right, I was pretty hard on Big Shower. 
But he makes a good point. He does make a good he makes point. It, you, you, you cycled that but thing. It, you're you right. Thermal, you thermal cycled that thing into oblivion. I thermal cycled it and probably put a stress on some imperfection in that glass. But here's the thing. You should not have glass under pressure that can explode <laughs> in a big sheet. As a, and, and again, when I approached big glass, their reaction was, yep, that happens. What are you going to do about <laughs> That's it? That's right. What do you, what do you, want, want, yeah, what do you what want us do you, to do? The name of the art, actually, it was number 25. Yeah. What do you want us to do? Right. And Scott says, as a side note, this also proves that if you keep talking long enough, you'll solve any mystery. It only took 100 <laughs> or so episodes to get to the bottom of this one. I think he's right. But again, I, I am now saying that you should not have a big pressurized piece of glass uh, hanging up in your house. Wait, you know, do you know, have you ever noticed that around your windshield there's little black dots? Yeah. Do you know why there's little black dots I are do there? know what they're for. Do, do you, you know what they're for? Do you they're, they're for, for this reason. Yeah. So they're there to, so there's not such a um, difference in temperature from the edge of that glass as it moves toward the center of the glass. That's it right. actually dissipates that heat so you don't, you don't stress the Highly pressurized glass. That's right. That's That's exactly what it's for. (laughs) That's what you should have on the shower door. You should have little dots all the way around. But as we know, as your son's uh, car demonstrated, those that glass is under pressure and can shatter. Yeah, and his and his cousin actually was wasn't facing the sun. It was it was actually a cold day Mm. as he was driving along, and more than likely the warm defroster lines set it off. Yep. There is one. there was one mention of high five. So Peter, again, uh, he wrote about the high five. And uh, he pointed out that Mike Rowe of Dirty Jobs did a podcast on this. I read that. And, and, I mean, in his letter. Right? Yeah, yeah. It was, back late, it was evidently the Oakland A's in the 1970s. But he would agree that Scott makes a good point. Can you really claim that kind of human behavior? Yeah. I, don't, I don't know. I feel like claiming Hard to say. Like I invented clapping. Right. <laughs> that don't say. <laughs> hey, so um, I guess our last, our last uh, topic is um, episode 122. Uh, Python. The, that's right. Rock, paper, Python. Yes. And it's the epic battle between an alligator and a python and the feral pig. Yeah. So, Chris... My buddy in Alabama. From Alabama writes, Feral pig versus python one-on-one. Close fight, depending on who gets the drop on who. Head-to-head, feral pig wins. Python only wins by surprise. Right. Posse of feral pig versus lone python. Feral pigs win every time. Feral pigs typically travel in posses and packs. Peter was apparently an early turn-in guy to miss the pack of pigs in Florida he was hunting. I'll just point out, it was like 3 a.m., so yeah, I turned in early. (laughs) This is one engineer going after another engineer. That's right. And for for the record, my missionary friend, Andy, killed a very long, over 10-foot long python with a hoe in Brazil. Really? Yep. So I guess it does, that tells me that it's not that hard to kill a python. And if it, you know, if a guy with a hoe can kill a python, then maybe a feral pig can, has a chance. Uh, a feral pig trumps everything. <laughs> I'm in an argument, a very serious argument right now at work about this. Yeah. About feral pigs. I guess what I came up with though. What? 
Well, now tell me about the argument. What's going on? I'm just pressing down on the point that a feral pig trumps everything. I saw a feral pig attack a woman in a mall on a, on a clip on Instagram. It doesn't mean that's mean he did anything. He got into he, a mall. He, did, he just attacked and attacked the woman. He just attacked. Smart man. She ran. He got. She got. She free. didn't run. She got put down. No, by she did. Yeah, put yeah, down. Yeah, no, yeah, no, she that's did. not good. It's terrible video. <laughs> Feral pig wins. This is one of those reels that you have to actually click a, a second time. Oh, yeah. Because it's no. disturbing. No, disturbing no. This images one didn't have, Yeah, this one didn't have the disturbing <laughs> images warning. And it's just all of a sudden I saw a woman attacked by a feral pig. Well, this, uh, maybe to close, uh, I'd like to tell you about the game we're, we're going to create. What's up? So it's, I, I, um, I was thinking about the idea of the game mm-hmm. where you have, basically, it's kind of like collect. Collector's cards, kind of mm. like Pokemon cards. Yeah. Um, but you have all these animals, mm. and all these animals have their strengths yeah. and weaknesses. Yes. And it's uh, and they their strengths and weaknesses are dependent on the terrain in which mm. they're encountering. And the way you play this game is mm. you have your deck of cards, I have my deck of cards, mm. and uh, then there's another deck of cards, and this that this is the environment card. Okay. So you draw an environment card and you throw it down. Mm. Let's say the environment is a muddy river. Right. Then you look through your 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 seven cards that mm. you've dealt you've been dealt, mm-hmm. and you try to figure out which one's gonna which which one of your animals mm. is gonna beat the other. And at the last minute, everyone throw, throws down their animal, mm. and whoever has the best animal for that. Does the group decide who the best animal is? No, I think I think that's a good question. I think we'd have to have some metrics that say this. That is the say best this animal. animal is probably has, feral pig will be at the top. Well, I, I figured you'd do that, but <laughs> I, one of the things I wanted to point out. I mean, what do you think about this idea of a game? I, th- I well, even during the episode, I, I agree. I agree. I think it's a great idea for a game. I mean, but I, the way you've refined it is yeah. even better. Yeah, and you I know, mean, and you know how I came to that. How's that? I came to that in a warm shower. Wearing socks. <laughs> no, that's a great idea. Because then I turn into a cold shower and I yeah. want to get out of it. Have the terrain card and the animal card. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think it's. Yeah, and you buy go. and you and you just go buy like Pokemon. You go yeah. buy a deck of animal cards. And man, you really hope you get. The, you hope feral. you get the feral pig. Yeah. Feral pigs are a very rare card. Yeah. It's very valuable. Right. I only print a few of those. Yep. Yeah. Nothing. I mean, that'd be cool. Yeah, yeah, I think that'd, that'd be, be cool. cool. Game. Yeah. Now I think I think I. I think I'd put the honey badger or pepper feral pig. <laughs> <laughs> well, it don't sound right, but do you have any more mail? This, hey, I hope we hit everybody's mail this week. If you didn't, then write us an ugly email and say, hey, you forgot my email. So thank you for all the mail that you sent. Uh, I hope we got everybody's letters. We do read all the letters. We try to send at least an acknowledgement back. But what we try to do is save them and discuss them, obviously, on the air because that's more fun. But thank you for all the letters. Samuel, thank you especially for your letter. That was a uh, well-written letter um, defending your honor. Hey, uh, before we close, just want to remind everyone that you can spice things up for Valentine's Day <laughs> by buying our merchandise. That it would spice things up. Show your love with a shirt, a hat, pint glass, or a coffee mug featuring That Don't Sound Right. It is the perfect gift for the podcast addict in your life. Order now and make your Valentine's Day a little more nerdy and maybe a little more awesome. But before we close, we want to thank everyone listening. If this is your first time and enjoyed the conversation, would you consider hitting the subscribe button on the platform which you listen with? Also, if you're a longtime listener, we're doing an experiment. We're continuing our experiment. 
giving us giving us a rating and leaving us a review is helpful, but also promote us on your social media page. I've been yeah. doing that on my Facebook and LinkedIn. I've that. Yeah. Um, please do that for us. That'd be great. Also, if you need uh, T-shirts or decals, Wonderfully Made Designs is a small business specializing in custom-made T-shirts and decals. Contact Casey on Facebook at Wonderfully Made Designs, 139.14. Use code TDSR10 for 10% off your first order. All right, That Don't Sound Right is a production of TSR Podcast in conjunction with Camel City Studios. I'm your co-host and sound engineer, Cecil. Peter is your other host and our web designer, Camille is our barista. Emily is our graphic designer. Ella does our Instagram. Giorgio tests our merchandise. Brent is our international brand ambassador who sleeps in socks. And as always, listener number one is Scott. Scott. So until next week, keep talking. Stay curious. Stay curious.